Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is hazelnut the pumpkin spice of Europe? Is there a feminist subplot in A Nightmare Before Christmas? What the hell is a stuffin' muffin? And how many times are you supposed to baste a roast chicken? I'm Molly Molshine, my co-host is Casey Bunker, and this is Christmas News. So Casey, why did we start this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we literally have had enough with this year and just only want to talk about Christmas and think about Christmas. And I mean, you have another podcast, Diva Behavior. Yeah. I've listened to a ton of podcasts, and we were kind of trying to find something to listen to about Christmas. Like, who doesn't want a little something in their ear talking about the best time of the year? Literally. There wasn't that much out there. Yeah. I just want to listen to, like, two cool sisters talking about Yuletide news. Uh, Preach! That's what we're striving to do. Yes. And also, there's a lot of sentimental reasons to do this because we're not going to see each other this Christmas. Right. Yeah. So obviously COVID is keeping a lot of people apart, but also we're both from New Jersey where we grew up on the Jersey Shore. I recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee from Philly where I had been living for nine years. Um, I moved here about a year ago and you live in London. Yes, I live in London and we were born in Philly also. We're sort of having to make up our own new traditions this year since we're going to be far apart from each other and from the rest of our family. Also, I think this is sort of an overarching theme of being aging millennials, if we can call ourselves aging, which I think we can. I suppose we can. Yeah, we. I think everyone in our generation is sort of in a transition period. Well, not everyone, but a lot of us are in transition period right now. A lot of our friends are getting married and having kids of their own. So a lot of the Christmas traditions might be changing. We might be, you know, some of our friends are little mama bears now. So they're they're coming up with their own shit. So we got to talk about that. Yeah, we got to talk about whether you're in the transition. Are you in your college dorm just setting up a little cutie Christmas tree, tiny little thing? Are you in your first apartment? Are you, you know, in your 20th apartment? (laughs) I'm in my 20th apartment that still looks like a first apartment. Yeah, same. I want people to write in with their questions and comments too. I'm Mm going to set up some sort of email address, but For now, for the first week, just DM us on Instagram or text us, but I'm going to get a website together and possibly a newsletter if we have the interest. I think it would be great to to have a little newsletter each week too. I think so too. I mean, who doesn't just want to think about Christmas all the time during the season? So I had a time early on in COVID when 
I was like, I want to listen to Christmas music for comfort right now, but I ended up not doing it because I just felt like it was bad juju. I didn't want to, I didn't want to give Christmas COVID cooties, which Mm -hmm. is ridiculous because now Christmas is COVID infected. It's, it has inhabited Christmas and is freaking destroying it Mm -hmm. as we know it. But when, when was the earliest this year that you listened to Christmas music, Casey? Oh, you know what happened? I was in the car on October 1st, it was. I had to drive Dan to drop my husband off to drop his car off somewhere. I don't know why we were in the car. But anyway, I turned on the radio and they were playing Christmas music on oh 107.5, this radio station in Nashville. And they were like, this year's canceled. We're cutting straight to Christmas and we're playing only Christmas music for the rest of the year. And it, when was this? What time of the year? <laughs> October 1st. Wow. It made my day. I was so excited. I like reposted them on my Instagram story. So excited to hear the Christmas music, just exactly what I needed. But then I tuned in a week later, probably the next time I used my car because I'm working from home. And um, they had a sad apology that someone, someone higher up was not okay with it, (laughs) which kind of makes it even better that they just went for it. And yeah didn't think it through. They were just like, no, this is what we're doing. We're playing all Christmas music now. So that was, that was the first time. Otherwise, and they didn't even ask anyone. I know. And so many people were so excited about it on Instagram. Like, you know what? What? I think that that person is our holiday cheermeister of the week. Oh my God. They might be. I think they are. (laughs) I think they are. Because I, I love that kind of decisiveness. That's the Yukon Cornelius coming through. It's just... Yeah. It, yeah. Each week, we are going to name a Christmas character that we identify with for that week. So, Casey, who, who do you identify with this week? Okay. Who I've are given, you? I've given this some thought. You know, there's a lot of good Christmas characters out there, but I think this week the energy I'm really embodying is that of Yukon Cornelius from um, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie made circa 1964, I believe. So Yukon comes in and, you know, Rudolph's in a little bit of trouble with the Bumble, Abominable Snowman. You may recall I had some slippers of him when I was around 13, you know, just a little too old for those kinds of slippers, but that's okay. Um, oh, so yeah. You held on to the, the little baby things for a long time. It was cute. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. It's just true. My baby blanket is still at our mom and dad's house. Just like I bring it out when I'm there. I give it a little snuggle. What can you do? You know, you got it. We got to remember our roots. <laughs> yes, it's important. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I'm feeling like Yukon because I'm just I'm ready to go. You know, like I'm like, I'll use my ice pick. I'll chop through whatever I need to do. We're going. We're getting to the land of misfit toys. We're making Christmas happen. What do you feel like you're having to chop through? What's standing in your way? Um, Well, I mean, the election was definitely standing in my way. Mm -hmm. And that being over, I now feel very comfortable just like bringing my general joy. And like, I can kind of drop that, that little sadness off and just like bulldoze straight into Christmas, you know? Yeah, speaking of the election, that is who I identify with this week is Hugh Grant, the Prime Minister of the United oh, Kingdom. Oh, okay. So yeah. wait, explain that a little bit more. So Hugh Grant is the permanent prime minister of the UK every every November and December. No, I'm just kidding. He's just <laughs> it in love, actually. 
What is his name in it? I don't even remember what this character's name is. David. Eight is a lot of legs, David. Eight is a lot of legs, David. (laughs) David. Yeah. So I feel like David because, um, you know, my brain is just a big hungover, sleep-deprived mush of politics and Christmas right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's basically who he was. I've been thinking about a lot about David Beckham's left foot and David Beckham's right foot come to that. And (laughs) it's just, that's the sort of soup that is sloshing around in my head right now. Okay. You're feeling like him after he gives his big speech and stands up to the bully of the United States of America. Yes. 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 He dances around. Even though his whole plot line is a bit of a me too red flag central. Okay. Okay. Because okay. he is, you know, he's got a crush on what's her face, which is fine. Like we all have workplace crushes, whatever. But then when he walks in on her flirting with the American president, Billy Bob Thornton, which by the way, it's so rude that that's who they made our president. They're like, let's is find that- the biggest scumbag that we can. And yeah, he'll be the president. That- Bad Santa. He's also bad Santa. Yes. Oh my God. Billy Bob Thornton is like an unsung Christmas villain slash hero. Anti-hero. Yeah, he I really guess. is. That's on the low. But so he he walks in on what's her face, like having the president touch her face. And then he gets her moved to another department as if he's the Catholic Church or something. He doesn't tell her why. That's not okay. And then they just like <laughs> randomly start making out he also changes what he's gonna do diplomatically with the u.s based on the fact that billy bob thornton was flirting with his secretary at the last minute he goes on tv and goes does a totally different thing than he was gonna do that's crazy yeah it's yeah it's crazy but also it's really funny to watch that scene as an adult because nothing they say means anything like, all of the scenes where they're supposed to be talking about real politics, it's literally, they're like, but the committee to do nothing is blah, 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 blah. Like, it's so funny. Well, the last administration made it quite clear. We're just following through with their promises or something like that. Right. And I'm always trying to figure out if Hugh Grant is supposed to be labor or conservative. They're not going to, they, no. It's and ambiguous. Like, Right, and, like, Billy Bob Thornton always has, like, redneck tea party energy, but... But also Bill Clinton energy. Bill Clinton energy. So they did a good job of being really vague with that, I guess. They did. They did. But, yeah, so I feel like him right now, I feel a mix of political joy and Christmas joy. That's, I guess, where I'm at. Wow. What a, what a beautiful moment. Yeah, it's really weird and confusing. It's weird because I don't really associate elections with being a holiday time do you know what I mean yeah it's weird that they're like always right after Halloween because it just doesn't you just don't think of it I don't know yeah and it just kind of ruins the um the Halloween news cycle because it just flows straight into this stuff so I don't yeah know. but what is the Halloween news cycle <laughs> news are what news are you expecting halloween has a really weird news cycle because as soon as it's over no one cares anymore but 
you don't know what anyone dressed as until the night of Halloween. So as someone who creates content and writes content for a website, you know, your first impulse would be to write a Halloween costume listicle the next day, but it's actually not going to get the best traffic because the minute Halloween ends, no one cares anymore. We're moving on. Yeah, it's It's very weird. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, we're not supposed to talk about our holiday cheermeister until later on in the episode, but we've already spilled a little bit of the beans on that. I guess we've Mm -hmm. got that radio DJ and my holiday cheermeister is Jill Biden. (gasps) Oh, hi. I think she's going to decorate the White House in such a cute way. Oh my God, I forgot about the White House decorations. It's going to be so much better. Also, what do you think Melania is going to throw up this year? She's going to have, do you know what it's going to be? It's going to be in Nightmare Before Christmas when Sally picks up the Christmas tree and looks at it and it bursts into flames. That's going to be the White House. Melania is literally just going to burn it down with like, she's going to like light a grenade that's made out of like tinsel and holly and the freaking white house is just gonna burn down and she's gonna be like i don't give a fuck about christmas did you hear that that hot mic scandal who gives a fuck about christmas oh i just sound bad it's fine it's fine she dissed christmas we give a fuck about christmas melania yeah we give several fucks about christmas (laughs) can you believe that yes (laughs) <laughs> also, like, if she, yeah, yeah, true, yes. Because her decorations were the most dystopian ever. Yeah. It looked yeah. like she bought, like, a template for a Christmas tree that you're supposed to then put decorations on or, like, put fake leaves yes. on. She just left it. Why? She could have just hired somebody else to do it for her, like. Right. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed the dystopianness a little bit, I gotta be honest, like. Yeah, I mean, she definitely put her own stamp on it. That's for sure. But what they've done to the Rose Garden is unforgivable. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's going to be nice to have a little bit of joy back. At least someone's going to smile at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So Jill Biden is my holiday cheermeister. Okay, great. Let's talk about food. Did you do any really fun Christmas-themed baking or cooking moments this week? Yes, I did. So I'm, I'll probably end up talking about Trader Joe's quite a lot on this podcast, to be mm-hmm. honest. I sometimes call it TJ's. Just roll with it. Um, I, I did this stuff. So they finally have their stuffing that they're selling. They have a regular corn bread stuffing and then a gluten-free stuffing. So I got the gluten-free stuffing because I'm a gluten-free batch. And um, I made stuffing muffins. What? Mm-hmm. Which were on the Trader Joe's website, which were I checked frequently. Are they like savory? Yes. So this is the thing. I was very excited about them. So basically it was like the stuffing prepared with some cram- dried cranberries in it too. And then you put it in your little um, cupcake tin with a half of a turkey meatball inside each one too. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that gross? That's so weird. Turkey? It's not really a muffin. It's just stuffing surrounding a turkey meatball. 
So okay. anyway, this is kind of my point. And then you eat it with gravy. But basically when you eat it, <laughs> oh, that's so weird. It's, not, it's not a muffin though. It's like stuffing in the shape of a muffin with a turkey meatball inside. So it's, you really think it's that weird? Yes, and it's wrong because the stuffing is being stuffed with the turkey instead of the turkey being stuffed with the stuffing. Whoa, didn't even think of that. They shouldn't call it a muffin. They should just call it something else. Yeah, like but a, stuffing muffin sounds so good. You it does sound it. good, but like, I don't know. It was good though? Did it taste good? It tasted fine, but I think it, once you cut into it, it just ends up being a pile of stuffing next to a little tiny turkey meatball so you might as well just <laughs> like I mean maybe if you made ones with maybe if you made it with the gluten full stuffing it would stick together better I don't really think it actually would but you kind of just end up eating a pile of stuffing and a turkey meatball anyway so it I wouldn't really do it again. I would just make stuffing and eat it stuffing on Did its it own. it look terrible? Um, no, it looked kind of cute. I, I took some pictures. I can send them to you. Okay. <laughs> if you're really interested. But yeah, that was my attempt this week. Um, it was okay. Okay. What did you eat it for? Lunch? Dinner? Dinner. Dinner. Okay. And then we had extras for a while. So we ate it for a couple days. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really I need some cornbread. You make cornbread? No, I need some cornbread. I don't think it's as much of a thing here in London. But I'm sure you could make it pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just corn and bread, I mean. Yeah, I have the gluten-free cornbread mix up in my pantry right now. Waiting oh, that's me. so good. And when you, like, don't really bake it all the way and there's a little bit of moistness. Mm-hmm. That's banging. So did you make anything? Yes, I made beef wellington, also known as beef en brioche. Oh, a, I didn't know it was also known as that. Did it originate in France or? Yeah, it's like a, the, the recipe I did was sort of an abridged Gordon Ramsay, Julia Child type recipe. And it came out good. Ooh. So take this, the filet like you're supposed to use some sort of tubular shaped meat, which I couldn't figure out what that was about. So I just got two <laughs> steaks <laughs> and I got some gluten-free puff pastry. And so what you do is you take the steak. Well, first you take mushrooms and you chop them really, really, really small. Ooh. Then you sear the steak, you lay out a bunch of prosciutto, and then you lay out the the sauteed mushrooms on top of the prosciutto and then you put the steak and then you wrap the prosciutto and mushrooms around the steak and then you wrap the puff pastry oh my god around that it was seriously it was so good and then i made potatoes dauphinois but i did it with gruyere cheese what does that mean dauphinois it's like with the cheese it's like very thinly sliced potatoes with heavy cream which i used coconut milk which was really a dicey move but it worked out Mm -hmm. fine with coconut milk and cheese and I just like cooked it way too long so that the cheese got crispy Ooh, it was banging I made it last night and I didn't even know that the election results were going to come in last night so I was so stoked because I was like oh my god I'm making this epic dinner we're celebrating we're not allowed to leave our house right now either of us 
So we couldn't really celebrate with any other humans. So we just ate these steaks. It was so good. Yeah. So I might, I might try to roast a chicken this week. I don't know. What about you? You got any plans? No, but I have been roasting chickens a lot. I roasted a chicken last week too. Oh yeah? Yeah. What's the secret? Every time I do it, it comes out dry. How often do you baste it? Never. Okay. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) I baste it every like 10 to 15 minutes. Oh wow. Okay. Turn it. I use Julia Child's recipe because I stole your Julia Child's cookbook. I know. It's at my house now. So I use her recipe and she does it on 375 for the first half an hour. And on each of the chicken's side, like side, side and breast up. And then after that, you go to 325 and you baste every time you turn the chicken. And then after that, you go to 325 and you do like a half an hour on one side, but you still stop every 10 minutes to baste. And then you do a half an hour on the other side. Wow. And baste and baste and baste. Did you decorate yet at all? No, I didn't. I'm trying to hold off a little bit because I get overzealous and I overdo it. And then it's like, you know, then I don't have any more tasks left to do. So I'm trying to wait. I'll probably wait a week or two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did okay. you decorate? Uh, yeah, well, I just decorated all of, I decorated in our living room because I secretly bought a new rug and I knew that my boyfriend was going to be mad at me. So I figured if I, if I camouflaged the rug amid Christmas decorations, he either wouldn't notice or wouldn't be as mad. So Uh, how did that work? It didn't work. It didn't work. (laughs) He got really mad about the rug, but then um, I got some good news about a new job. So, uh, you know, he basically wasn't allowed to be mad anymore. Perfect. Everything's yeah. coming up Millhouse over here. Yeah, we got past it. But I am a little bit worried that I uh, made a pretty permanent home investment and revolved it around Christmas. And mm. as soon as Christmas is over, I'm going to be like, oh my God, this, I have a Christmas rug. It's not actually a Christmas rug. It's like, but it does have like red and green in it, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. It coordinates really well with the Christmas theme. And I got some red velvet pillowcases and a brown furry blanket. So I did sort of tailor my entire living room, which is effectively the only room I have around the Christmas decorations. So we'll see how I feel about that in a couple months. I think they're pretty timeless and seasonless, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can always, they can just be Christmas things every year. You just might need a little bit more storage space. Yes. Which we don't have. This is a big problem with like, you know, late 20, early 30 something living is you're starting to want to decorate for Christmas and all the other holidays, but you don't have enough storage because you have too many student loans and boomers ruined the economy. So how do you guys cope with the lack of storage in your life? You have a bigger house now, so you kind of do have storage, right? Uh, not really. Our Christmas tree is in its box in the guest bedroom, just like sitting there in the middle of the bedroom. And so when we have guests, we move it into our room, (laughs) (laughs) into our bathroom and our room so that nobody can see it but then you can't open the bathroom door all the way. So 
it's not a, it, it's not a good situation. I would just like to get a real tree every year. Dan likes the fake trees. We can have that. That's a whole other podcast. But um, yeah, the storage situation is not good. Yeah, it's it's hard. We got a real tree last year, and since we live in an apartment building, Nick had to saw it into pieces. He was like Steve Buscemi <laughs> at the end of Fargo, like just murdering this tree and dismembering it. Like Wait, why? In, in the wood chipper because he couldn't fit it out the door, I think. I and because – or wait, but then how did he fit it in the door? I don't know. He ordered a saw or an axe off of Amazon so that he could chop the tree apart. Okay, so Nick is Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, Nick is Yukon Cornelius. Is, I, I feel like that wasn't necessary and he just wanted to get his Yukon on. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. That's probably true. But I also now this year we're thinking about getting an artificial tree, but it's such a gamble if you try to buy one online because what the hell are you getting? Don't I know it. We're on our third artificial tree in three years, I think it was. Wow. That's really bad for the environment. Wasteful. Wasteful. Where Um, do you think they go when you're done with them? I don't know. I kind of wish I didn't just admit that. <laughs> but this one's going <laughs> to... Why do you keep getting rid of them? That's so bad. Do you throw okay, them not, away? Not every year. I think it was like every two years. We've had we've definitely had three in the span of living together, which has been in five years. So, yeah. it's But the first one was like teeny tiny. And then the second one we thought was going to be bigger. It was still teeny tiny. No, that one was like a toilet brush we got from Walmart. It's just no good. But I like the one that we have now. So it's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, right. Did you move it to Nashville? Did you put it in the car? No. That's why we got rid of the last one, because it wasn't going to come down to Nashville, which is where I live. See, this is the other issue with our generation and millennial living is you can't move everything every time either. So you end up filling landfills with fake pipe cleaner trees from Walmart. Oof. Oof. It hurts. I know. It's not fun to talk about. I'm sorry for bringing that up. I shouldn't have been a Debbie Downer. That's okay. Wait, okay, we need to do our um, Christmas drink. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, what's your Christmas drink? drink. Okay, mine this time is actually not boozy because I just had a mimosa at brunch. But I have this um, Synergy Raw Kombucha. It's Living in Gratitude Fall Edition. It's so delicious. It has apple, turmeric, carrot, and spices. So it just tastes like an elevated apple cider. Wow. They sell it at Trader Joe's and I get like two of them a week every throughout the season and they're just delicious. Oh my God. We don't have Trader Joe's here in London and we don't have good fall themed drinks. Oh, that's rough. It is garbage. So yeah, that looks really good and sounds really good. I really like kombucha on a day that you're hungover because it sort of gives you a little bit of an acid flashback of the night before just because it's got that little (laughs) drop of alcohol, you know? Yeah, it's just a little hair of the dog, but not a total hair, just like a whisker of the dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking some sparkling water with lemon because I've been overeating and stress eating so much for the past week, but I'm now turning over a new leaf. Okay. But my holiday drink has been – actually, I'm going to do a twofer. So my Two. main holiday drink for when I am really just trying to 
go whole hog is a hazelnut old fashioned. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. She's bad. So we get the old fashioned. Nick makes the old fashioned and then we put a little hazelnut syrup in it and it's so freaking good. It tastes. Okay. So it's just an old fashioned as normal plus hazelnut. Yes. Wow. But it's like, it tastes like it's some sort of like artisanal cocktail bar drink. Wow. You would love it. And then listen to this. Whenever I'm trying to either be a little bit skinnier about it or if I'm just trying to, you know, just because I'm too lazy to make a full old-fashioned, I'll do a hazelnut cure royale. So you get the same hazelnut feeling, but you just do Prosecco with a little splash of the hazelnut syrup. Okay. And this it's so good. And it never would have occurred to me before, but there's this restaurant in my neighborhood called English restaurant, which is French. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's so weird. They have like a dumb waiter that brings all the food too. Do you know what a dumb waiter is? No. A little food elevator in the wall. So you order and you don't see the kitchen. Like God knows what floor the kitchen's on. And when you get your food, it just comes out from this dumb waiter. It's so funny. Well, hey, that's COVID friendly. Yeah, it is. That's true. But so it's English restaurant. It's French food. The food's very hit or miss, but they had a chestnut Cure Royale. And for people who don't know what Cure Royale is, it's champagne or Prosecco, but technically supposed to be champagne with creme de cassis. So it's like any sort of fruity, sugary syrup with champagne. It's an aperitif. It's a pre-dinner drink. So So I saw it. A Cure Royale? No, because Bellini's got actual peach nectar oh and, okay and like triple sec i think or something okay. there's like a liqueur in the bellini with the peach nectar so that's slightly different but a cure royale is just a champagne with a little bit of syrup flavored syrup so so i saw the chestnut cure royale on this menu and i was like that is so bizarre and i need to know what it tastes like so i got it and i was like oh my god this is amazing so i decided to do it here at home. So I've been doing the hazelnut Prosecco or the hazelnut old fashioned. And it's really freaking good. I've been putting hazelnut syrup in like everything. Wow. That is genius. Yeah. Hazelnut could be the new pumpkin. I mean, it kind of is, it's definitely popular, but I feel like it doesn't have enough of a seat at the table for Christmas time when it should. I know. I think it may be more popular here Okay. I don't know though, but yeah, the pumpkin thing is a real issue over here. Yeah, I know. How about when I tried to send you Trader Joe's pumpkin coffee and it was going to cost like $105 to ship it? That is so crazy. I still don't understand how that happened. And what was the interaction like when you went to the post office and you were like, here's a drum of pumpkin coffee. Never mind, that's too expensive. Well, it was at UPS and the woman was like really awesome and cool. So she was just like, oh yeah, this is what it's going to cost. Like she didn't question it at all. I might take one of those Peloton holiday rides. (gasps) Oh, they're so good. Which one did you take recently? Oh, I took one in mid-October. I was really spiraling. (laughs) and I, I was just like, how am I going to lift my mood? So I took a Christmas Peloton ride and it was great. It really worked. I think it was Cody Rigsby. 
Ah, oh, he's the best. Did you take the Halloween movie ride with no, Emma Poole yet? No, I need to do that. But like you said, once holiday's gone, Halloween's gone, it's gone. Like that's I don't the thing. Like Christmas, oh. you kind of still stretch out into the purgatory week, and then yeah. even for the first week or two of January, you've got this like Christmas afterglow where you're like, oh, it was Christmas. But yeah, Halloween like three's still up. You're like, it's like a hangover. Yeah, but Halloween's just like done. You're done. But the the one that she did was really good because something that they've been doing on Peloton lately is getting really into creative cinematography. Oh, yes. You notice this? Yes. Like like there was this Jess King ride where like they're doing all these zooms and there was like a surprise special guest in the corner and like the cameras were switching along with the music. They're really getting so nerdy with it and I love it. Okay, I need to look out for that more. I love the live DJ rides. I need something to distract me when I'm doing it. Even 30 minutes, I'm like, this is dragging on. Like, I need someone to be talking. I wish there was, like, a World War II documentary playing along with the ride or something. Do you know what I mean? Because I just, I get so (laughs) bored. No. So, did you have any nice Christmas media that you uh, consumed this week? Well, I watched Nightmare Before Christmas because Mm. Avi for Halloween. That was great. It was really cool to know that um, Sally was played by Catherine O'Hara, a.k.a. the mom in Schitt's Creek. She sounds different, but I guess it was like 30 years ago. He plays two of the kids, too. What? The little, hey, Mr. Sandy Claus. (laughs) She plays two of them. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That's so amazing. I know. We watched yeah. it last week, too. It was, it's so great. It's so good. It's actually, like, a flawless film. It's just, yeah. there's no fat on it. It's, like, perfectly timed. Perfect. They move it along. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, every single song is a banger. And, like, just Sally just, like, continuously poisoning her like master guy who created her like she just doesn't care she's just gonna poison him again and again it's incredible and and then he ends up making someone who's literally the female version of him it's such a good like little feminist subplot yes she is like independent and he can't take it because all he really wants is an extension of himself yes oh oh good god wow but yeah so i watched that um, I read my Nashville Lifestyles Home for the Holiday issue. Oh, that's exciting. What is yeah. Nashville Lifestyles? It's, you know, just like the, the cute magazine here. Um, they have a podcast. It's great. They often are interviewing songwriters and musicians and stuff on the podcast, but, um, they just have really good little, um, suggestions and stuff in here and then they, they have a whole list of places you could go get your Thanksgiving meal which I might take them up on um, and then like gift suggestions and stuff like that oh are you not going home for Thanksgiving did you watch any um, consume any Christmas media this week yes I purchased an issue of Good Housekeeping UK with Nigel okay. Nigella Lawson on the cover and it's like a really sparkly cover. It's red and gold. There's this cool thing in the UK, all of their magazines, they come in a small size. So there's like a big size and a small size. So I got the small size, which I love. And why? 
I don't know. I don't know. And they've had it forever because when we used to come to London, when we were like younger, they had it too. And I was like, why do they have miniature versions of their magazines? This is so random. And it's all the same content? Yes. It's the exact same thing. Wow. Okay. It's just covers a smaller surface area. Nice. Yeah. It's so weird, but I love it. So I was reading that and it was such a good issue. And I really... I read this interview with Nigella Lawson and I was like, whoa, she's so cool. She's so much cooler than I thought she was. I didn't really have okay. anything before. I didn't really know anything about her. Who is Nigella Lawson? She is like a cooking celeb, but she isn't, she's never gone to culinary school and she's very open about that. So a lot of her recipes are sort of on the easier side and she just knows how to live, man. She's just like, I love this, this, and this. She talks in the interview about how she's sort of antisocial and she's just like, I hate dieting. I don't really actually like hanging out with people. She's just like a real like down ass bitch. And I was like, she's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. She's got all these TV shows. She's been doing like TV specials about the holidays and about everything for years, like going back probably decades. And she's, she's really cool. She's really pretty. Can you find her old holiday stuff online, you think? I think you could. I, you can watch it on the BBC app here, but I think I'm sure you could. She's huge. She's a huge star. I think she was probably at her prime in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. I think she's probably, I think she's been on Oprah. One of the best things I did like about two weeks ago, another time when I was spiraling, I watched the 2016 Thanksgiving day parade on youtube why why 2016 it was the only one i could find that had that that was taken from a good angle you know what i mean and it was great it was just great it was so good to watch because you know when the actual thanksgiving parade is happening a lot of the time you're cooking or you're hungover so you can't really fully grasp it Mm -hmm. so it was really nice to just have it on the background when i was working and just be like the best they are still gonna do it this year I've already looked it up yeah thank god I'm so excited oh my god yeah I'm still waiting for them to release the info about the Christmas tree lighting the Rockefeller Center tree lighting because I'm sure they're trying to avoid crowds showing up but usually that's pretty good too because there's a lot of artists that perform maybe Dolly Parton even would Ooh, yeah that sounds like it would work that would make sense for her that would make total sense and Miley, oh my God, if they perform together. So yeah. I don't think they've released that date yet, but they are still doing the Macy's Day Parade, which I'm excited about. What was your, did you have any Christmas products this week that we didn't mention that you would like to shout out? Oh yeah. Okay. So I would shout out again, Trader Joe's. I am very loyal. Um, I would shout out their new everything but the leftovers spice. And it's just a spice you can put on anything that tastes like the spices and stuffing traditionally. So you could put it on like popcorn or um, potatoes or whatever. So I don't know how they come up with that stuff. I know. It's incredible. I think my product of the week might be the gluten-free puff pastry. Yes. That I use. I mean, when you said that, I was just so jealous because I have not found that here. I feel like the UK has a lot of good gluten-free products. 
Yeah, they really, really do. It's not so niche here and people don't judge you for getting it. They don't, yes. they don't think that you're just like on a trendy diet. They're just like, oh, okay, whatever. They literally don't care. Yeah, I love that. I wish going gluten-free would make you lose weight, but it doesn't. So I hate when I feel like judged by a waiter and I'm just like, this is not a diet. I know. Not a diet. Yeah. I, yeah. The gluten-free puff pastry was great. I used it to make the beef Wellington and I think I'm going to try to make like pan au chocolat maybe this week or something like that. So what are you, what are you most looking forward to this week? Christmas wise, what are you going to get started with? What are you going to try? What are you going to do? Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, what are you gonna do? So my friend is going to be in town this week, so I might get a little bit distracted from Christmas stuff, but I think we also might end up doing some Christmas stuff. Oh yeah, you guys definitely will. Carlos is coming over. You guys are gonna Christmas twerk. We pro- yeah, you know what? That's what it is. We're gonna Christmas twerk. Yeah. Signed, sealed, and delivered. There you have it, folks. Hundo. Hundo P. What are you going to do Christmassy this week? Well, I think we're going to buy a Christmas tree, right, Nick? So if any listeners have a recommendation for a Christmas tree, a fake Christmas tree you can order online that doesn't look like a pipe cleaner, please send it to me. And ships to the United Kingdom. And ships to the UK. Oh, God, yeah. That's a whole other wrinkle. So, yeah, we'll probably get a Christmas tree. Fabulous. I'll probably do some holiday Peloton rides. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Sounds like we have a good week ahead of us. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.